0: Metal Cuff, AB Hibbs. On a Thursday afternoon, we record this podcast. You might be listening to it Thursday. You might be watching it Thursday. It might be, you might have found, it might be 2024. And this is all that's left of the world is this single podcast, an artifact of the civilization that was once here. If that's the case, leave us a review. We'll be the only person reviewed on iTunes in 2024. But uh, until that happens, it's good to be here.
1: Yeah, leave a review. Leave your questions. It's good to be heard. Check out our Facebook page. Hope you guys, if you're listening to this, you know, you could be watching live on YouTube if you're listening to this on Friday. Hope you're having a happy Friday. Happy yeah. Friday. Happy, happy little Friday. Happy little Friday. I was driving uh, to pick up some lunch at you know probably a couple hour and a half ago and i heard our our friend good buddy john lund was talking to greg papa yeah and greg brought up you know that we're two weeks away from the regular season starting because john was complaining about you know how he has to be in the office really early on sunday for the pregame show i'm like god that sucks and uh and yeah and then greg's like well it's right around the corner we got real football as we'll get that to that, sounds good.
0: When we get to our big Week Three preseason season preview coming up later, which John ref- John does not want to participate in this preseason preview, I am insisting that we participate in this preseason preview. So we'll see in the battle of wills if we actually do a Week Three preseason preview later in the podcast today. Well,
1: but I think one thing we hang our hat on is being authentic. We don't just yeah. do topics for the most part that we think will work and we can get a fucking bunch of views if we don't want to talk about it. Right. And this is one where I feel a little fraudulent because I know even you personally, you're not going to watch any of these games. You know? And I know I won't really either. Now a couple, like Justin Fields is starting. I'll, I'll check that out if it's on well, TV. Well, we're not going to do...
0: John, here's the nine things that interest me from Brown's Falcons.
1: I say we do it.
0: Yeah, no, we'll do it. I wanted, we'll do it. I want to do it. And if you just don't talk the whole time because you don't want to talk about it, then that's your right, John. That's a personal decision
1: that you're going to make. How much preseason football have you watched this year besides the Niners?
2: Um,
1: I, I don't know. How much do I normally not, watch? Not much. Just be honest, not
0: much, right? No, I mean, I'm not watching regular season amounts of preseason, but I'm watching normal amounts of preseason, I think.
1: You know, yeah, it's just on, kind of in the background. If on in the on.
0: background, or you make a point to go back and watch NFL.com. There's a six minute highlight package. You watch until you notice the starters are out or the backup that, quarterback. See, that
1: that doesn't that doesn't count. That to me doesn't count. Going to the, their fucking website and watching why uh, no. Because you you wouldn't that's think about football. turning to the channel when the game's on, but that I, like I'll go back and watch some Roethlisberger throws or whatever like that. To me, that I'm an on demand like kind it. of guy. <laughs> yeah, see that does not. I'm a modern that, man, John. See, I know you, and because I'm the same. We're all the same.
0: I don't see what the issue is.
1: Uh, I, I just it's a little fraudulent. We're faking enthusiasm for games that we don't no, care about. No, no, that's my point. I'm watch. not gonna if we, we want to talk about a game for eight milliseconds then
0: that's all we'll talk about it for
1: yeah i'm just saying try to hang our hat on authenticity
0: all right here's what we do at the end of the show today we go through the preseason schedule you between now and the end of the show have to determine how many snaps a good over-under is for me the preseason air quotes watcher and then i'll see if i can come up with that many if i can be interested in that many snaps through the combined entire week three preseason schedule not counting raiders niners Okay, I got a number. All right,
1: well, you. what's the number? Also, well, I'm, I'll, we'll save it till, okay. we, uh, till we talk about it.
0: All right, well, we'll get to that then later in the show. Okay. Uh, it is a Tito's Thursday as we record this because, you know, yesterday was <laughs> Tito's Wednesday. This yep. show is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka, which is an awesome company, and it's easy to uh, promote them because it's also an incredibly fantastic
1: product, John. It really is. It was developed by, uh, you know, a, we, we call him a friend, even though we've never met. We feel like we know him, Tito Bever. Not positive he knows we exist. Yeah, might not, but we would love to meet him one day. If you're listening to this, Tito, holler at us, or hell, we'll holler at you. Just let someone yeah, know. Yeah, just have we'll your people call
0: us directly because our
2: emails are public.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we don't really have people. It's just us. But based in Austin, Texas, American made. It's just, I, you know, I don't know if you've known, Guy. I, I actually think you have an idea, but in the people listening, because you've probably heard us say it's the number one spirit is the technical term We you okay. say vodka the number one spirit in uh in the United States of America uh, no big deal uh, and again, w- what was the uh, drink of choice last week? It was the transfusion yep we we were alerted the ginger beer ginger ale it's all kind of the same thing. I was a little confused. I went with it guy I didn't <laughs> I didn't even realize what was happening
0: the other day. I said ginger yeah. beer when I was talking about a transfusion right? Yes. Is that correct? You've been
1: saying that consistently because you drink Oh, I've been Trader saying it the Jones. whole time? I haven't been saying you've been ginger saying ale? It the whole. You've been saying ginger beers from the jump.
0: Okay. So when that happened, I didn't even realize that until just now. I thought I'd been saying ginger ale, and one time I said ginger beer. The one that I use is called Reeds, R-E-E-D-S, from Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's. And yeah. it says ginger beer on the bottle, so I guess I've been just reading the bottle, not realizing that I just kind of, for years, I heard ginger beer. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was the same as ginger ale. It's not alcoholic. I think it's kind of the same, although from a little research I did after you and some listeners pointed out to me that I've been saying ginger beer is that ginger beer is like brewed over several days and it has real ginger and ginger ale might be like artificially sweetened. I'm not positive that's true. Ginger beer has a much stronger ginger taste. Gotcha. Turns out. Uh, and then somebody tweeted, it's actually better if you're going to do a mule or something, that's what you want because you want that strong ginger taste. So you actually want a ginger beer is what one the amateur mixologist told me on the internet.
1: Maybe makes not sense. Entry. So if, if you're going to make the transfusion, you just go an ounce of grape juice. You go two ounces of ginger beer and you got to put a little lime the squirter thing in there as well as, you know, I go a couple ounces of Tito's, you know, trying yeah. to get that bad boy. Well, well, heavy, poor, heavy pour middle cough. Yeah, heavy, poor. The, the Cash Creek where uh, they have a golf course called Yochideshi. I don't think that's exactly how you say it, but Didn't sound uh, right. they have, when I've gone there over the last couple months, I get Tito's and sodas, you know, Three or four, when I'm playing, they have this automatic pour <laughs> that it only allows one ounce. And I said something to the lady. I'm like, uh, "Could you go with the?" You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be that guy, but that pour was weak. She's like, "Oh, it's automatic. It's out of my control." And then she shows me the device. I'm like, "That that's that angered me, but I respected it." You know. And then I said to order two in, in one uh, sitting. It's, so it's just,
0: uh, I guess, is that, is that bartender CYA? I guess it's just the way you keep an eye on your bartenders to make sure they're not hooking <laughs> people up.
1: Yeah, I guess. But, check uh, out this. It was, it was glaring. Check
0: out this DM I got from uh, Rodri in London. He said, Oh shit, London stand up with a photo of a. It's hard to focus the thing, but he says, I'm a Seahawks fan and you're the only NFL pot I listen to. Keep up the good shit. Don't get complacent now. No, no, we have a, we have a lot to deliver to Tito. so.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Tito's Handmade <laughs> Vodka, John, the original craft vodka in America, six times distilled in copper pots, not columns. It's more labor-intensive, but Tito, the man knows it makes it better, and he's a double gold winner, so he knows good when he's got good. Nice, nice Tito shirt. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Send us pictures. Show me your
2: Tito's!
0: That, that's not allowed. HR said no. <laughs> that yeah. No shirts. No shirts. Oh, no shirts. Okay. Yeah, no shirts. We're not, it, it's not supposed to be a double entendre. It's just send no. us pictures of you hanging out, drinking Tito's. Maybe you're making the, the infusion, the transfusion. You know, one thing, take a mason jar, put a bunch of watermelon in it, fill it with vodka, let that bad boy sit for a couple of days, and have that thing ready by the time... Uh, Football kicks off on Sundays.
1: Did you guys ever have ice luges at Fresno State? That was a big thing no. at Cal Poly. No. Ice luge. so you basically just get a brick of ice, and I mean, if you're really creative, you do a cool like you know like a a mermaid sculpture out of it. But most people would just cut basically a direct line from the top, and you put it on this wood frame, and you aim it down, and you basically can just. I mean, back then we were not Tito's. Probably was not around in like o five o six. You would we were drinking. I mean, it worst was, but I don't think possible. we we didn't. Yeah, you it, didn't have it. Was it wasn't getting distributed out here? I don't think. And it was. I mean, we were drinking the worst vodka possible, and you'd pour it down there. But the ice luge, it would be so cold, it would be incredible. That's incredible. I can't even imagine how good Tito's would be in the ice. <laughs> Bring it back for
0: the tailgate. Yeah. A uh, podcast also brought to you by our friends at myboogie.ag. Ag. Promo code HAM and the number one, they will match your first deposit 100% up to $1,000
1: right now. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, you alerted me, was it yesterday or two days ago, about college football this weekend. Then I heard Bruce Feldman say he thought the number one guy on the hot seat heading in, maybe it wasn't Bruce Feldman, but it was definitely a college football guy, is Scott Frost. His job is in in peril. It's I mean, it's a problem, yeah. right? It has not yeah. gone well. I think new athletic think director. On the inside, Trev Alberts, on the inside, someone's trying to take him out. So, I mean, that game has some pretty big... Guy, it wasn't that long ago, three... It felt like a couple years ago, maybe it's a little more now, three or four, he was by far the number one coaching candidate in America, right? What he was doing at UCF. He kind of had this player version of like chris peterson right non-power five but they were kicking everyone's ass and he was cool and the program was sweet and it's like if you wanted to hire him he was going to bring every single assistant coach with him and now he's playing brett bielema who clearly doesn't give a shit who married a waitress once upon a time that he met in vegas pretty sure they're still married and like I, i i just can't lock up scott frost gonna beat brett bielema like say what you want about brett bielema he's the easy guy to make fun of Pretty decent coach, you know. Historically, he's got a pretty good resume.
0: I mean, and he's had a lot of success in the Big Ten.
1: I actually think I heard someone say SEC, once, like, no, but, but he was—he actually wasn't as bad in the SEC as people kind of thought. But it's—I mean, Arkansas is a hard place to win. You get fired quick. You get fired quick. Yeah, but I kind—I kind of like, uh, kind of like Bila. I, I know nothing about Illinois. <laughs> But uh, mybookie.ag promo code ham one get your gamble on
0: mybookie.ag promo code ham, and the number one the historic John. Let's not forget about the historic eighteen week football season is beginning. Over five hundred thousand dollars in contest prizes live on site. Make it winning season. And uh, I didn't realize the dollar for dollar match up to a thousand is actually the first time they've done that. So anyway, and plus we got do we do you know when the super contest begins? That'll be a promotion for maybe next week or something. But.
1: Yeah, I would imagine it just starts Thursday night. You got to be in by the Thursday night game. Is okay. that Bucks Cowboys? Was that the? Uh, yes, it's definitely. I think it's
0: Tampa Team it Dallas. Right, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: it sounds right. So uh, we talked. I dare you to take Dallas Super Contest? Dallas. I, I mean, I that's. I'm just so nervous about being out after one week. I don't want to be out after one week in the Super Contest. No, I,
1: I one thing I was reading, I could be wrong. <clears throat> it's not just one game. It's you pick five. And it's an accumulation of points over the season. Oh, okay. Maybe, but super con- there's different super contests. I'm I'm not exactly sure on the rules of this one. Gotcha. Uh, all
0: right, so we did a video. Uh, Wednesday it would have been. We did a video only um, because there was some Kyle Shanahan press conference, Jimmy Garoppolo press conference. They Both Jimmy certainly made it seem like he knew he'd be the starting quarterback. But then what happened after that was they practiced. And a lot has been written and said about that practice since. Here's a couple things that were tweeted during that practice from our buddy Chris Peterman. Well, that was an interesting practice. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance received roughly equal reps with the starters during a move-the-ball period. Um, David Lombardi tweeted, hands down the most fascinating practice of the Shanahan era just as I've been talking about for a while. He mix and match Garoppolo and Lance with both the first and second team offenses. Shanahan even swapped QBs multiple times mid-drive based on distance, down, and defense. And there's been a lot of talk since that Wednesday practice that, yes, while it does all signs point to Jimmy Garoppolo starting, that this is going to be maybe a different... This is not going to be maybe Kyle just feels like giving Trey Lance the fourth series and that's what he gets. That he's gonna allow the circumstance of the game to dictate almost like a pinch hitter that doesn't have to sit out after you remove them, Taysom Hill style. What situations to bring Trey Lance in? This it, by other, there used to be a phrase for this. It was called a
1: two quarterback system. But wouldn't you say historically in the NFL much more than college? I think the famous line was always, "If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one." Right. Like you know, it was viewed in college. It happened our entire life. It's, it does feel like it's happened less and less the last decade. Has become College footballs become more dependent on the quarterback. Obviously, it's just games have spread out and you throw it more, right. which I think when we were younger, running quarterbacks, it was all kind of you could mix and match it pretty easily. You, it was a running back and defense-centric sport. I, I, I do think this is fascinating because I, I do uh, align with the thinking if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Mm-hmm. That's just true. And I would say the most recent example of something that worked because the team was really good, they didn't have two quarterbacks. They had Drew Brees, and the other guy just played a unique role, right? They gave it to him on like direct handoff sweeps. Uh, he was a he was a role player. I, I never viewed Taysom Hill as like a two quarterback system, did you like when you watched the Saints play and even when they used them? I did not, but how do you think Drew Brees did Drew Brees feel like he was a two quarterback system? Well yeah, he he got yanked out of the game I'm sure when he did not want to, but it was he was never yanked out of the game more than a play or two. Where it does feel this one's liable to go on for a little longer if trace cooking. Yeah, but and Jimmy's but not like, just... Drew was never gonna get benched for for uh, Taysom, and Hill, that's what that's makes that
0: situation here. very different than this situation. Yeah, Taysom Hill that's was not drafted t- third overall. They didn't trade the farm to get Taysom Hill.
1: But this situation has it really taken place over was the Taysom last? Hill even drafted? Uh, I think he was an undrafted free agent. Okay. And he got cut by the Packers. Because remember when he came out, you know he's like 32 years old. Like he he came out, he got into the NFL by the time he was like 27 because he was like a seventh year senior, went on a mission. You're right. He just well, he he, just turned 31 three days ago. All time outlier story. Like he's been in the league four years. He's 31. You know he's like a year younger than Russell Wilson. But this does feel to me a little collegiate. Remember when Tebow first got there, and I think it was Chris Leak the quarterback at Florida, and they were just like using them both. The jump pass, baby.
0: Remember that thing?
1: Because Tebow was Urban's guy, but Leak was still good enough and they could win. But it was like clearly where it's headed. That's kind of the thing here. It does not work in the NFL. It never has, at least in modern football. And I just, it's, I'm not saying I question it, but there is risk involved. I, I do think you just get, you just show, it's shown consistently you are better off just Teddy Bridgewater's a guy, Drew Locke, you're the backup. Hey, Jimmy. Now I'm not saying you can't bring Trey Lance in on a goal line play, but that's not what this feels like at all. Well, it feels like if we assume that Jimmy is going to be the starting quarterback. And as we've talked about, I kind of felt like Trey Lance was going to be the guy, but then I see Jimmy laughing. Like, I do think he feels confident that he's going to be the starting quarterback week one. So it's hard to it kind of go back and forth on this. Do, I saw
0: Matt Barrows said it or wrote it. I can't remember if this was on his podcast or if it's what he, some of what I, Barrows wrote a lot about it too. And he mentioned Taysom Hill. Um, and he said it, uh, it. Logic says it'll start as a smattering of snaps, and it could go up from there. You know, but what, but again, like, what does that mean on third and fourteen? Trey Lance comes into the game. Is that what that means? Like, part of my question is what we okay. We've seen Trey Lance. We know what we think of his skill set. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. We know what we think of his skill set. So, what does this to me is the question. What does Kyle Shanahan view as the situations where Trey Lance helps him? and the situations where Jimmy Garoppolo is a better option. it's e- The goal line one's an easy one, right? Because the quarterback that can run and throw makes more sense on the goal line than the quarterback that can only throw.
1: I, I'm not trying to be negative on this one, but hearing you talk, I think you got to keep three quarterbacks. Because if both guys are playing, like, what if Trey's in there on a running yeah. play, gets hurt, and then a couple plays later, Jimmy gets sacked and like breaks his eight. I That's a good point. I, don't, I, I just think it's much... When you have two quarterbacks one guy does not play until the other guy comes out. But when you're putting them both in harm's way on any given play, it does complicate the situation. Again, I, I am not I, – I, I understand what he's doing, and you hit on this last – I think on Monday's pod, or I guess we recorded on Sunday, like, this guy needs to play. Like, that's just the only way he's going to get better. He needs to play. And I think Kyle knows that and wants to play him, but also knows Jimmy's probably things that he does better right now or at least feels more confident about. Or maybe it's just as simple as like I I don't want to we'll just ease into this thing, but it's just it's just not the way it usually works. Well, let me <laughs> state know?
0: the obvious then. This is not good for Jimmy Garoppolo's long term tenure. Of the 49 We 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 knew that. Yes, though, that's why I said that's why I'm stating the obvious in terms of 2022. But it's it's also just I think there were time there are times right when you look at it it's not exactly the same as we've talked about as Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, but there were there was no open door for Mahomes by week one or week two or week three to take Alex's snaps. Part of that was dependent on Alex was playing really, really well. This, it doesn't... They had their mind, they had their mind
1: made up too with Patrick.
0: They like, had their mind made right. up, but like Alex Smith played really well. They won a lot of games. And then once that happens, there's no chance you're replacing the quarterback, right? Yeah. This doesn't even sound – I think we kind of thought about it like if Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter, then once the season starts, he can't lose like – unless he gets hurt or plays poorly, Trey Lance isn't taking his job. But this is different than that. Like yeah. He can play well and lose the job if Trey Lance in his opportunities plays better than Jimmy does. So playing well doesn't – the whole, like, Jimmy could win in the Super Bowl and then what do you do? Great problem to have. But if they win the Super Bowl this year, it's not going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo taking
2: all of their snaps. Yeah.
1: I also think you could think best-case scenario if I'm Kyle and I don't even want to deal with, like, worrying about the money guys, Parag and Jed, being like, you know, can we get Jimmy to take a pay cut and still be the starter, you know, anything? Where you go, hey, guys, I can make him look good and it'll be a dual thing, and he'll be a good teammate and everything. What if he has some value? Even if we can get back a third-round pick next year, right? He's only make he's on the books next year for like $20 million. That team can cut him at any moment. They get him in the building. We maybe can get his value back up this season. Yeah. like Because to me, best-case scenario, what if he's actually really good, and you, but you're still playing both of them, and you start winning a bunch of games. Everyone likes him. He's a great teammate. You know how teams get desperate, like... What if you get a second round pick, you know? Cause again, there are positives that one, he plays the most important position Two, you just never know how the, let's just say this is an awful year for quarterbacks coming out of the draft. It, it's hard to maintain the pace we've been on. Yeah. Right. We've had multiple years with five quarterbacks that even in a quarterback centric league, you are very determined. Like, you know, Spencer Rattler, I might've been texting with a guy at Oklahoma who wants some Tito's bottles sent to the facility. Like, you know, he does weigh 200 pounds and he's like, he's a good player, but he's, he's still really young. The Howell guy in North Carolina, he's small. Slovis a couple years ago was like a borderline walk on type guy. Right. Yeah. I guess he, you know, he was like, what was his other offer? Like Colorado state. So you just, it doesn't feel as powerful as this crop. And that indirectly impacts, right. The, the quarterback market which has had the wide receiver markets been impacted by all the wider. It, it does. The draft impacts Jimmy. So you just never know. You know, I, I, I would say it's not likely, but I do think if you're Kyle, you can just talk your money guys into that scenario. Like, Hey, I can get his fucking value back. Yeah. But, but again, it, it's harder to get it, it. Maybe Kyle thinks it's easier to get the I'm value. Saying it's back. worth the risk. I'm just saying you push that to just shut them up because no one wants a backup. Even a part-time quarterback, making $25 million, Clor- it's bad business.
0: Clorox is picking up some of that bill though, John.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: It's a really thin needle that Kyle Shanahan's trying to thread here. It, you know what it, it, you made me think of just listening to you describe trying to get both quarterbacks only in the situations in which they're set up to succeed, right? Like you get Jimmy looking better because you're only putting him in the situations that are most optimal, if I can go anal- analytic, for him to succeed. You ever been in a traffic jam? We all have. And there's two ways you can handle a traffic jam. You just stay in your lane and trust that, you know, no one's really going anywhere. The fastest way for me to get somewhere is just to stay in this one spot. And eventually that that lane moves a lot, but this lane moves a lot. But in the end, it'll balance. And the other way to do it is to dart all over the place and see if in the end you can finish ahead of where you would have been when you're constantly changing lanes in in stop-and-go traffic. And And a two-quarterback system is you're darting all over the place and you're trying to just... You're trying to hit every move exactly right, and it might work, but in the end, what inevitably happens in traffic is you look up, and the car you were behind is thir- 13 car links up on the other side, and you jump back, and you, it's just you, when you're doing it this way, you have to always hit it right. The more decisions you make, the more decisions you're making, the more mistakes you can make also
1: or a Kawasaki's flying down the middle right and you turn they have the right you clip him he dies Gavin or maybe Larry Elder throws you in prison because they get the right away and all of a sudden you're screwed my favorite move you go it, four games. is when
0: i see them is when i see them coming up in the side mirror is i give them as much room as possible all i want is that little like oh yeah this guy gets motorcyclist and he gives you the, the peace sign as he goes by I appreciate you looking out for me i just want that you know i can't be cool enough on the
1: motorcycle but maybe a cool guy on a motorcycle will look you know when i was in when i was in Arizona over the summer, they are not legal to do that. You you can't go to the middle, but you also don't have to wear helmets.
0: Yeah, that's usually... I know Hawaii, it's, it's it's usually one or the other. It's split lanes, wear helmets. You can't split lanes, but you don't have to wear a helmet. Hawaii is like everyone's in flip-flops, no helmets. I'm just like...
1: Yeah, I, I'm not over the top, just in general in life, super safety guy. That, to me, seems pretty fucking nuts, not to wear a helmet on a motorcycle. Like, that's... I mean, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, and I... the The split lane thing... Is pretty crazy, also I think, but it's like if you can't split lanes, what's the point of a motorcycle? If I can't maneuver ahead of the rest of you, right? We'll get gas mileage, right? I mean, it's just I'm just saying, like I'm parking. small enough to, it's to be like Darren Sproles and not and just like not being allowed to run through smaller holes. It's like what's
1: the point? True, but I I've always felt with the motorcycle guy like. Do I need to be caring about you as I'm driving as you're splitting lanes and I'm worried about cutting over? Yeah, I, just, I wish there
0: was a way to do it without motorcycles being so loud, if I could sound like an old man.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm just not a big motorcycle guy. I
0: mean, it's just, yeah, it's the, the, no, the noise pollution is what bothers me. But I also yeah. feel cool when I move over and just you know, let them live and let live. That's kind of the idea. Let, yeah. them, let them do their thing and I'll just hang over here. I made the decision to drive a car and so I'm stuck.
1: So you are the overwhelming majority. They're the overwhelming minority, right? Well, yeah. I would say the car and a motorcycle. Is but about you'd say the same thing about pedestrians
0: 90%. sometimes, right? Like, why are you it's trying to cross this road? This crossed. road's for cars.
1: Yeah, but I get, crossing the street to me is a little different than motorcycles. Well, they, I got I got problems with option.
0: pedestrians too, John. The whole like, it's just I'm just gonna walk and I never have to stop at a four way stop. No, screw you, man. Like, what? Why do you have to be? Why do you have more of a, a right? I get right of way based on safety, but you don't. Have the right to get anywhere any quicker just because you're walking and I'm in this car. Like, you stop. I've been at the stoplight. You just wait. Another thing that makes me feel like better than others if I just stop and the car, like, three other people walk and I wait and the guy in the car, like, waves at you, like, I appreciate that. I appreciate you following the unwritten rules of society.
1: You've been living in the I'm city hot for a little while, one. though. I, I, that one pisses I think me in off. In the suburbs, it's a little more normal. People just people wait. Just, you just let them go. Yeah, but wait. Or no, pedestrians in the city, they, they just, just fucking just walk and walk the, and the, it's walk and the, walk. The, 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 the suburbs, not as much hustle and bustle. People just you know, I'm going to pick up a salad. They're going to to the park with the dog. You know, just everyone's just a little slower. What What is Shanahan? So Jimmy Garoppolo starts. I, I don't.
0: I think one thing, John, he's going through all these scenarios and these practices trying to figure out exactly how to do it. In part, as he has said, part of it is about getting the players to feel a little comfortable with it. Because Garoppolo said this is weird. Right. I'm sure for Trey Lance, it's weird the guys they're playing with, it's got to be a little bit weird.
1: It, it is. It's weird. I mean, it, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's honestly the coolest part about the Detroit lions game is watching how this unfolds. Cause he's not going to do it in a preseason game. The ebb and flow of it. I right? think he's going to do it a little bit against the Raiders. I thought, no, we'll say I'll be shocked. It, it, like I'll be shocked if he runs Trey Lance, which he hasn't and do a true, like on third down, he's going to bring in Trey Lance. Why would you do that at this point? No. Uh,
0: for the, for the players? Just because I think part of it's like the game clock. Like, if you come running in, like, what's the play clock at? Do you know the down and distance? Do you know what the situation
1: is? I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm cool with him doing it. I just – I think – I, I do think, think he's saving wrote that some he
0: might, Or maybe the Lombardi. Somebody wrote that he m- might do some of that against the Raiders. But you're right. I mean, he said he was going to play Garoppolo after he played Lance, and he didn't. So Yeah.
1: And he said, you know, our offense is going to look the exact same, and we went to practices, and it they run plays for trade that have not looked the same at yeah. all because we went to three straight practices and they kept doing the same shit, not trying to give away state secrets here, even though it's been reported, obviously running plays, RPO type stuff. He's done very normal Jimmy Garoppolo plays in my eyes for Trey Lance, right? Yeah. Like a normal pocket quarterback. Yeah. Which if you can't do that, then this whole thing, it's it doesn't work. Yeah. But eventually, and this is the overarching topic to me with any quarterback, and this is why everyone's kind of blowing Mac Jones right now, that is how you sustain... Playing football, throwing the ball. I mean, it's the number one. Lamar Jackson has had one of the most incredible starts to a career, non like Patrick Mahomes we've ever seen, right? Just his stats, how many games they've won, winning division. Like, it's been fucking awesome. And he's getting, he gets nitpicked a lot, right? Well, can he throw well enough? And that's going to be the number one question the next. Because if there were not questions about him, for example, throwing the ball, wouldn't his contract already be done? <laughs> like, what? Now, granted, he's negotiating it. Also, at the end, they mom. might just
0: win so many games that the Ravens don't have a choice, right? There still might be questions when it comes time to give them a contract. And if they go 13-4, and four, like what well, are they going to do? Doesn't it feel
1: like they're kind of there right now? If you're Lamar, you're like, well, just give me Josh Allen's contract. Right. Why would – I mean, I've done more than him. But,
0: you know, it's not just about how if you sustain – if you were him,
1: how would you accept any less? You just go check the two resumes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends. What happens this year? Does Josh Allen have a great year again? He doesn't have his – but if – if Lamar Jackson keeps playing the way he's playing, then you don't. He's had more great years. But it's not just about sustaining over ten years. Trey Lance learning how to play quarterback that way. The 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 Taysom Hill thing, the like mix Trey Lance in. It it it's kind of dependent on him being able to also do the things that Jimmy Garoppolo does, right? Like you say, oh, it's a changeup. But if I throw only changeups, then you know what's coming and you can hit my changeup. Now, one changeup is different than Trey Lance. You can have multiple running plays, right? But Trey Lance, at the end of the day, like Taysom Hill, the whole thing with Breeze, like part of it is occasionally Taysom has to throw the ball for there to be a threat of it. And I don't even like that comp so much. I like the comp from Garoppolo's standpoint of being replaced at times and having to keep your rhythm. I don't love the comp for Taysom and Trey Lance because I think, I mean, if
1: Trey Lance is Taysom Hill, this is a historic failure. Yeah, I mean, Haberman Middlecock might go out of business let alone Kyle get fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It'd be a disaster. And I don't think he is. I don't... No. Like Jameis Winston... No one Taysom Hill out but... immediately. No, I know. Um, yeah, Again, Taysom Hill is an all-time just outlier player. You know, he's just a unique... I, the... To me, they're all in on Trey Lance because they were all in on Trey Lance when they drafted him, what they moved for him. Taysom Hill to me is your classic. Like the coach really likes him, but not, they didn't give up anything for him, right? They just found him as a gem once upon a time. And they they did give him, I think, like, I think he makes like 10 million bucks now. Well, remember they gave him like 40, allegedly.
0: Remember that whole thing?
1: He does not make, you know, 1.7 anymore. He makes some decent cash. And I think Jameis makes like three or four. So it's, but coaches, that's the balance to me of. The money matters in football. It's a huge conversation. How you build your team, who gets to play. Typically, it's a hard balance to kind of walk. You kind of there's an emotional part to it, and then there's an unemotional part to it that Belichick's walked better than any coach ever. Right? Like we always talk about, like fucking Belichick. Sonny Michelle he drafted him three years ago in the first round. The guy helped Sony Michelle had two big games in the in the playoffs, the Rams game, and I think the Chiefs. Like he was good, and then he kind of got phased out again. First round pick. Over Nick Chubb and boom, he's just gone. Like he's just unemotional with it all. Now he has a lot more equity to make moves like that. Like the Niners, they get crushed, and all teams do, right? When you get when you make a move, like damn, you just drafted that guy in the second round. We were like Pettis, that was a disaster, or Solomon Thomas, or the Raiders, Lynn Bowden, or Cleveland Farrell. Like no one can just pivot faster than the hoodie, but he has six fucking ranks, right? And he, I think he'd tell you eight. Yeah.
0: It it um it leads us to Steve Young. Who He's got a couple of rings. Steve Young, big winner. Really we, you and I both read his book during the uh during the pandemic. Uh it's not not a new book, so available to everybody. And what he said on Friday, right? It was last Friday on NFL Live. He said he'd start Trey Lance right now.
1: Uh It was actually it was the it was the uh whatever the show is going into Monday Night Football that hour before like him and Him and uh, Schefter and Susie. Yeah, and Booger. It was their pregame show, yeah. But that was last
0: Friday, right?
1: Yeah, it was before the uh, Cardinals-Chiefs game. So Steve Young
0: says he'd start Trey Lance right now. And he said it really emphatically. And one of the things he said was the Niners couldn't have said it any more loudly that they would rather have Trey Lance than Jimmy Garoppolo. He added that, and this is where I, I would disagree with Steve a little bit, that you know, it's a problem for them and it's complicated. It gets harder for them because Garoppolo has the locker room, if he also plays well. He's not wrong about that, especially if Kyle wants to work Trey in. But uh, it doesn't sound like Jimmy's going to get much opportunity to just play 100% of the snaps, so he's going to just have to live with Trey Lance getting worked in. But again, Steve Young's Young's take is go with Trey Lance, because you've already told us what you think about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not long for, for your organization, so you might as well start the clock now.
1: I think the most fascinating thing about you, read, I I listened, to Steve's situation in the late 80s was how Bill had promised him to be the starting quarterback. How Joe Montana, who had been a Super Bowl champion and an absolute legend by the time Steve got there, they were kind of siphoning out, and then he actually never got to play, right, for a long period of time. There was like a three-year span where, in his mind, he was getting screwed. And Joe would get hurt. He'd get to play a little bit. Joe would come back. And it was the locker room dynamics were unique. Yeah. I would say this situation doesn't parallel that one at all. And, and listen, I, don't, I do think Steve just speaks from an area of an experience because we all naturally do. But, like, there is no Joe Montana-level saving Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo could be the MVP of the league. To me, they would, let's just say, best-case scenario, he won the MVP of the National Football League. They would trade him this offseason for like obviously, right? I don't uh, think there'd be, yeah, any yeah I mean unless they think
0: they might from. have been wrong about Trey Lance. That's where you wouldn't do it.
1: I, I think it I think he would get dealt. Yeah, unless something happened with Trey, but like even if he just played a little bit and they were just bullish like this is roll. Yeah, yeah if
0: you're guy. bullish, it's just to me the only, you that I'm just saying. That's if you went, "Oh my god, like we fucked up with Trey Lance is not the guy." Like Josh Rosen but style you, the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, if, if Jimmy had won the MVP, like, what's he getting? A one and a two for him yeah, in the open market? but you just got to be sure
0: you're, you're the guy you're placing with can play. That's all. doesn't have to be the MVP right away, but that anyway.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I just I, – I think Jimmy is just – he's a dead man walking. We just don't know if that's going to be like – he just gets thrown to the bench by week two or week five, week eight, or the end of the season, right? Because we know Trey's playing. We don't – we – I guess as of today, August twenty sixth, we kind of assume again Jimmy's probably going to be the starter. But is Jimmy starting and getting thirty plays and Trey gets fifteen? Right? Is it or is it like a split? Is it like they're each around twenty? I don't know. Right? I don't fucking know. Yeah. To me, anything's possible, and that to me has dramatically even changed. since Steve talked like this situation is in the Joe and Steve thing. To me, the major difference of Joe and Steve, if that happened today, Steve was one of the fastest players in the league at the time, right, in, like, 89, 86, they would have played, but, like, Steve would have had sweet running plays put in. It was just, it was just dramatically different times. Like you it would be crazy to even think like that, and he was Joe Montana. But, like, Steve Young would have played a lot more, even if Joe was healthy and playing, today.
0: Yeah, I think Steve would set. have ended up on another team, too. I mean, then They'd I just were his second him. team, but... yeah. Crazy thing the is, the kind of bought low. The, the, yeah, but but Steve was a highly drafted player, and then the Bucks decided to do the. They went and got Vinny Testaverde, and Steve had had a pretty shitty experience leading up to San Francisco with Tampa, and they had tried to trade him to remember the St. Gr- Louis wasn't Cardinals. Gr- wasn't
1: great. wasn't great. Remember in in Tampa, but their team sucked. Team was bad. Team they were going to trade him
0: to the St. Louis Cardinals, and he was like, you, I,
1: I, the the Cardinals at the time were as bad as the Bucks
0: organizationally. He's like, no, I'm not showing up. So Eddie oh, D paid Eddie D paid a little money because the Bucks own, the story from Steve's book was the Bucks owner was happy to take cash, and Eddie D paid to get Steve, and then Steve's around for, well like four and a half years basically five years, um, and it was partly your point is right right like for we've talked about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has equity with the organization in a way that Andy Dalton doesn't have equity, but it doesn't. <laughs> it pales in comparison to the amount of equity that, you know, Joe Montana had with the 49ers.
1: For example, I'm just looking at the trade. The Bucks got a second, a fourth, and a million dollars. And, the million and dollars a million dollars was a significant part of that trade. And one thing I think Steve Young said is the million dollars made the deal happen. Yeah. So he still had, I mean, even back, that's pretty good value for a guy who's really struggling, right? Like Steve still had value around the league. <laughs> like that's, that, you know, that honestly, he might, the equivalent, he might have gone for a first-round pick even back then. I bet teams were thinking about it which Jimmy clearly is not on that level. Right. Which, to me, throws off the entire, like, and it turns out it's aged well. Joe Montana's, I think, at this point in time, widely viewed as the second-best quarterback of all time, and Steve's, like, a borderline top-ten guy of all time. And but it does the, make I you mean, one of the true great players. It,
0: it, Steve probably wonders, if I'm one of the all-time greats. I'm a Hall of Famer, and I and I didn't, I really didn't start playing. Yeah. yeah, till I was Taysom Hill's age, basically. It really is a
1: testament to how good he was when he got a shot. Times were a lot different back then, don't you think? Like, I just, there's just no chance on quarterbacks he'd last the Niners for four years. And part of the story was he almost signed with the Raiders. But my ultimate point is like, Trey Lance ain't waiting. (laughs) There is no waiting. He's literally playing right away, and he will eventually be the starter, if not immediately to start the season by October or definitely by this season, playing a lot by next year to me. He's a lock. I see zero scenario, which includes Jimmy Garoppolo winning the MVP, which to me would be one of the most shocking sports things in the history of our lifetime, right? <laughs> if Jimmy Garoppolo were the MVP after they drafted, like I, I see no scenario in which Trey Lance isn't like the full time they build the franchise around him like by this offseason. Yeah. Right? You're saying if he wins the MVP, they still trade him? Yeah, I'm just saying like I get where Steve's coming from because he just said if oh, these coaches could say things and then things change. I just see no scenario and when even Jimmy's best case scenario, which I think we all agree is that's see to me. That's not the best impossible. case scenario.
0: If, if he wins the MVP, it's then he doesn't even look like the guy we've been watching. So if that happens, like I, you, I, I honestly, if that, if he wins the MVP, I bring him back. Trey can wait another year. <laughs> He's just, the MVP, if that's who he is, but that's not, that's, that's not who we've been. Yeah. So that's not even a real scenario. Um, but I, I think even if you took out the experience that Steve Young had had in his career, uh, I, there's logic here, right? The most basic logic is you already told us what you think about this guy. And I think the Niners' response would be, yeah, we did tell you what we think. When we traded up to three, we did that not for who Trey Lance is on August 26th, 2021. We traded up to three for who we think Trey Lance will become, right? The, the Bills did not draft Josh Allen for who he was coming out of Wyoming. They drafted him for the guy that could become the guy that he was in 2020. And so both of those things can be true. You can announce to the world that Trey Lance is our guy. And that tells us everything we need to know about what you think about him and what you think about where Jimmy Garoppolo is going. And you can also try, I'm not sure, like we'll watch it play out this year. If, you know, I have a hard time, I don't know what your prediction would be. I have a hard time seeing a 2QB system last 18 weeks. Like at some point, I think Trey Lance takes that job, but it'll be fascinating to see how you arrive there.
1: There would be some like, how does the two quarterback system work? Let's say you're able to start two and oh, which they're going to be. I haven't even looked at the line for the lions. It's probably like 10 that they'll be favored in the Eagles game. It'll be fascinating to watch it against the Packers in Seattle. Like it's, it's one thing to beat the Eagles, right? It's another thing. Like the shit's going to work against the Packers. Like, are you, What are you can you go like, it might,
0: This gonna, it might, it depends. Like I, say, it's, you know what it's, it's dependent on how good Jimmy... I don't do two, I don't do two quarterback things. Like, that's, I'm just out of Well, nobody of does, right? The league doesn't do yeah. it. And that's not no. what Kyle wants to do. But it's just, he has a guy who he doesn't think is 100% ready to be the starter in Trey Lance. So he's got Jimmy Garoppolo does some things better than him. But he does have Trey Lance who does some things really well that he thinks can help him right now. And this sport yeah, just I, also think, I also
1: think he'd scrap it if it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it could be that four weeks in, Jimmy Garoppolo's just the starting quarterback... But again, I don't versa. think Kyle think like I think Kyle thinks. Wait, there's some stuff that Trey Lance does well, so I'm gonna have him do those things really well at minimum. Well, like Jay- let's say Jameis That's ends up whole winning thing. the job. Kyle's
1: whole thing is like just finding a thing you do well and just riding that. Well, Jameis is gonna win the job. Let's assume, okay. right? Yeah. Taysom Hill's still gonna play some quarterback for them every game, right? Right. Right. If he if he did it with fucking Drew Brees, why wouldn't he do it with Jameis Winston? He's paying him twelve. You could argue he might end up playing more. So, yeah, I mean, they, I would – wouldn't you – would you be shocked if they hadn't studied the Saints over the last three or four months, just how they did it, you know, just or just see, just see it. Like, what could we do, even if the plays are completely different, but just what was the rotation like? I, I would have ran a study what, like, the last two years with Drew and Taysom, when Drew was healthy, how did they, you know, use him? At what points in the game? At what down and distances? Just – what type of plays I'd want a breakdown. Yeah.
0: And they would have yeah, had at least that breakdown. Just have an idea. To me, they would have had that breakdown before the draft, right? In hindsight, this might've been part of the plan. Otherwise, maybe if you have no intention to do this, what you're willing to take for Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade is less. Yes. So uh, it, True. it, it makes the whole thing. This, I, it sounds really cliche. Everything is always, it's fa- I'm fascinated to see, but it is really interesting. It's not with the it's not with the uh now, you know who else could do this? If Mac Jones is the starter, the Patriots could do some of this with Cam. They could. I and I think they will. Like it doesn't if Cam makes a team. It doesn't make sense for uh um, could the Bears do this? Or is Fields more off script related? Is that one different? Why is that one different? I mean, Other than it's just I mean, it feels weird to like, do this.
1: It feels like uh Seven and a half what's his the name? line. A- a- Andy Dalton has like a naked picture of Nagy or something because I, I would talk and just, I'd like, well, he has a promise, D- John.
0: He has a promise,
1: <laughs> a bye promise bye. to
0: be the starting quarterback. And my word is my bond. <laughs> bye bye Andy. That one's coming too. You know, if
1: you're Andy, you should feel very, very honored and obligated to do nice things for this guy the rest of your life. Cause I don't think anyone else would treat you like this beside your family. Yeah. But in the NFL, at this point in time in your career, yeah, I think most people, even with Andy Dalton, the promise you would have had an open competition at quarterback once you landed field. We've seen it all happen all the time, right? I mean, Flacco got benched for Lamar, but like Flacco had done so much for Harbaugh and won them a Super Bowl, they you know they couldn't just name Lamar the starter. But this situation, when you have an when you just have an unrestricted free agent showing up for the first time, to me, is pretty crazy. Now maybe you're just around Andy. You're like, this guy's a high level guy. it's Just. I think people like him, clearly. I mean, he's a likable guy. He's actually too likable. I think that skews people. Like, God, he's just such a high-character guy. And we get it. Can he fucking throw the out-route? Uh, so,
0: in his... I mean, last year... Last year's probably not a good example of Taysom Hill usage. Let's go 2019. 27 rush plays, and... How many pass attempts... I mean, not many, right? He had six. Yeah. Because that was part of the deal. He only had 13 pass attempts before last year when he was a 73% passer. Kyle Shanahan probably kind of thinks, like, I know Taysom's not intended to be the starting quarterback at any point in time, but that's just what happened last year. But if Taysom Hill can be a 73% passer in spot duty, like, what does he think Trey Lance, he can make Trey Lance a 70% passer in, you know, situational opportunities? I don't know. I tend to think. How do you think this looks early? I think it looks less Trey initially than maybe we think, although I'm not exactly sure how many snaps I, that means, like 10 I, to 12. I would say
1: 10, I'd say 10 minimum. That's a lot of snaps, guy. Yeah,
0: but what I what do those snaps look like is part of the question. Is it I'm going to well, play I'm, him on third down, but then we're ahead of the chain so much that you know the circumstance doesn't allow, or I'm just going to plug him in to run some plays. I'm going to force it in there because if it's situational, then – you know, it could be that the Niners are pounding the Lions, and there's not a lot of third and ones, and Trey Lance doesn't you play. Just gave,
1: you just gave Taysom Hill stats, and it felt like everyone was hyping up like he was. He actually didn't play that much. Ten would be a lot, because you'd be on you'd be on pace yeah, for no, yeah, it would be. You know, 170 snaps, which actually would probably be higher if he's already he starts week one at ten. Like that'd be a shitload. To, yeah, you know, how many offensive snaps you get? You might only get 40. So he's gonna get 10 of the 40. That's you know, I don't, yeah. 25%. I don't know. That's my
0: question. Is I, I don't. I think we hear this and we go immediately to, man, this is going to be.
1: Because to me, if he gets three. That, that's nothing. If it's three, I would say anything over like eight, nine, ten is a lot. Three plays, like whatever. He didn't even. Yeah, but play but
0: all. but but again, it's situational. So three plays could be the result of thinking going into the game. I'm going to get him twelve, and the game doesn't. Like three to me is just if he plays. If they come
1: out of week one and he's got three, to me, then nothing happened. Like with him, like I, what do we? You don't even have a take. Besides, he didn't really play,
0: right? Yeah, I don't have a take on what happened, but it is just this is, it, to me, it's different than what most people do. So that's where it's trend. Like it's just an indication of what we think the trend is going to be, which is this guy plays. So the question then becomes, what three snaps did he take? Yeah, three to me would be very underwhelming. Like if he took three snaps and all, well, it would be. But again, it does tell us something. If you took three snaps and it was all three third and one situations, then I'm like, okay, that's something, but. I want to see is he third and fourth? if he takes three snaps and they're all first and first downs after they've crossed midfield like what where is he playing is there a pat is there any pattern to what he gets like that's going to be the interesting part as much as the the volume is going to be fun but like where does he where does he get snaps if the game is you know kind of in a close situation what is it if it's only goal line that's not as cool
1: <laughs> yeah well right. to me he's definitely he's coming in on first down my guess would be or short yardage stuff like you wouldn't pull them in on third and 10. Well, right? you might, if you think you
0: got to pull like I've game planned third and long, the Lions are susceptible to a, to a freaking I don't know, a 30 yard touchdown. And I need Trey Lance to, or if you've got a, a crazy run play that you want on third and long as a curveball, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Kyle is a creative guy. I, I think you almost have to think like where are the obvious spots for him, and then go okay, where are not the obvious spots for him, and will he be in some if of those? It,
1: if it was three, I'd be disappointed. Like I,
0: I, want I, to I
2: I'm not level. disagreeing
0: with that. I'm just saying yeah. I don't think if he gets any snaps, there will if in when the game is close, there will be something in that. And I do think there's something yeah. to at the end of the day, Steve Young's take and your your point, which is the quarterback is so different than any other position in sports. Like you are the number one leader of the team. That is your number one job. In a, I mean, I guess maybe it's not your number one job, but it's 1A with all the other stuff you do. you got to be good enough to be. And if you are not the only quarterback that is the quarterback, because, again, this is not Taysom Hill's situation. I think every guy in that locker room does not. You don't. Drew Brees, this is not. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Drew Brees. Right. Taysom Hill gets 120 snaps even. There's no question about who the quarterback of the team is. This is, what are we heading towards? He gets five snaps week one. Well, you're his teammate. You look around. Is it going to be 10 week two? Is it going to be 15? When, you start thinking, when does Trey Lance take this job? And that, I think, is Hopefully the heart of what, ch- what Steve is saying. is like, even if you think one guy's a little better, you're doing your team a disservice if you don't pick one of these guys. We'll see. Yeah. I tend to agree with that. I do, too,
1: because that. you rarely see it work. But Kyle thinks he can. Yeah. he can make it work. I think it would be a bigger... It'd be more under the microscope if you weren't playing the Lions week one. If you were playing the fucking Rams week one, it'd be a much bigger story. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, o- Oregon plays Ohio State week two. Oregon's got a grad transfer quarterback from Boston College who does not have great production in his career. And they have a really highly rated true freshman quarterback that's in. And true freshman? Yeah, his name is uh, Ty Thompson. Yeah. And uh, somebody brought up... it's It's been the, uh, suggested like, well... I hadn't thought about this until our buddy Mike Yam said to me, he's like, do you think they'd be going with the veteran if they weren't playing Ohio state week two? Like, that's a good question, right? You go true freshman week one, week two against Ohio state versus, you know, if you have a softer schedule Um, and maybe, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't be doing this week one if they were opening Thursday night football on the road against the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, But I don't I just, know. I kind me, of feel like
0: he still would. They drafted this guy third. He's, he wants him on the field. He wants Trey Lance on the field. That's what he wants.
1: I haven't been at Oregon's practice. I think it's a grad transfer from an average. Well, I mean, he grad transfer. He was
0: on the team last year, too. Oh, so he
1: knows their shit. Yeah. Coaches get and they get enamored with that at quarterback. Knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, the team is it supposed does to be matter. good. It's you don't. This yeah. isn't.
0: You don't nest, you don't know what you need. I mean, it depended on the team too. Like, what does you need out of the, What is it that you need out of the guy?
1: But I would say, like, in t- how much better off are you if this? guy – Now you could. Tua didn't get to start right away, but it, I would play him as much as humanly possible because you are really he doesn't have the equity. that Mario doesn't. But like, think how much better he'll be off in 2022. Your team's young. Like then he, you know, you
0: can't yeah. But you're you're trying to teams. go to a college football playoff this year and win a championship. Well, like it's different in
1: college, fucking Boston College.
0: It's different. Right? Well, but it's just different in college. Like by the time you get to the NFL, these are guys that have played three years of college football, high school football quarterbacks coming in as freshmen. The range of what you're getting is so wide. Yeah,
1: you have, you have, no even level. if
0: it's a five star guy. So it's hard to, I think, make a blanket statement like that. But
1: um, I don't. What's well, a lot? It, it but it, it is still even like the draft. You, you never know. I was listening to Feldman talk about some different college quarterbacks with Rossillo and it's like. Most of the guys of the big programs are five stars, like Ohio State, and everyone thinks he's going to be good. Yeah, but you never that's know. A like, freshman, not every guy is just going to be good. Redshirt
0: freshman, I think. But
1: no, you're right. Yeah, this guy at Oregon, whoever, like Bryce Love at Alabama. Like you, some guys, JT Daniels, when he first got to USC, was like, oh, this guy's going to revolutionize. And you're like, ah, oh, I watched him as a freshman. And you know, I didn't quite see it. Now he's at Georgia. Maybe he's better <laughs> now. Now he's at Georgia.
0: We'll see. Uh, John, let's tell the people about our friends at Draft Kings as we record this on Thursday. We are underway for round two of the FedEx Cup. Uh, John finished fourth and in the money in round one of the FedEx Cup. And uh, I think next week, the game will be bigger for next week. We've got to remember to make the game bigger next week uh, for the uh, FedEx Cup championship. And uh, plus, I mean, football's about to be here. DraftKings promo code ham. Don't let me bury the lead.
1: Yep, it's simple. You just pick your lineup, get in Daily Fantasy. We've been diehard Daily Fantasy guys. You are talk- you are listening or watching two guys that never played Fantasy. You couldn't have paid me to play Fantasy. I thought it was stupid. And you know what? Regular Fantasy is kind of dumb. I don't want to be stuck with a fucking player. Well, I never am with Daily Fantasy. So if I take a guy one week, Saquon Barkley, he's not on my team forever. Next week, completely different team. I want to get CeeDee Lamb instead of Amari Cooper. I can mix and match. Daily... It- I'm telling you, I can't recommend Daily Fantasy enough. I get the juice that everyone else gets, but I'm never stuck to a player. If he tears his ACL in the middle of the game, it's like, well, I'm not picking him mm-hmm. next week. Right? I don't, No waiver wires, none of that. You just pick your lineup based on who you know is going to play that week.
0: It's fantastic. Getting our league. We're converts. Uh, plus, DraftKings has the new Instant Win Challenge, Wild Cards. Download the DraftKings app now. Claim your first wild card for free Use the code HAM. There's up to $50 million worth of prizes up for grabs with one in four winning instantly. You just download the app, claim your wild card. It reveals either a weekly player challenge or an instant win prize like tickets to the Super Bowl. Download the app. Promo code HAM. That's promo code HAM only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yep. I is also brought to you by Manscaped. Promo code HAMMER. Right now you get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code HAM.
1: This is your pubic service <laughs> announcement. No big deal. Manscaped.com. We don't want you to have hairy balls. And that's where the Lawn Mower 4.0 comes in. I have the 2.0, the 3.0. They just sent me the 4.0 and they gave me the nose trimmer. I, I need to open the box. I haven't done the it yet. trimmer. Because I've been... Plucking my nose hairs for a Dangerous. couple of years now. You got to go the it, hospital. It, it's painful, but it's it's needed because you don't want your nose hair hanging down to your lip. You're like that's a bad look. Hey, so you yank it, then you start up, crying. Man? Yeah, so that's where the nose hair trimmer comes in, and you just attack it. Lawnmower 4.0, 4,000k LED spotlight. No big deal. <laughs> the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim. Four different sizes, one to four. You, would, you, you probably go like two or three on the side, you know, when you go really tight and you go to the top. <laughs> tight, let me get a tight fade, man. <laughs> hey, could you put my, maybe a couple notches? What, what's, the, what's the closest you've ever gotten on the side? Two, since you, two. That's a bold move. You
0: get 20% off and free shipping with the code him. Hey, I actually found an old photo today of a haircut I got many years ago. I was going through my phone. Back one time I, I had the, you know, like a good week and a half scruff going and I got a haircut and the guy, Gave me the line on the sideburn, and then just like went down an inch, and I just left with like a gap like that of clean shave, and then do a beard. Remember Shaquille O'Neal kind of had that look one time when he went bald. And- you do that on purpose? No. And I remember that haircut specifically because the guy talked a ton. I had my I was wearing glasses that day. I had my glasses off, and I just remember feeling like oh, it feels like he's going low, but I couldn't see the mirror. And I put them on. I'm like, what did you do? What did he say? I didn't say, what did you do? I was like, all right, thanks, man. I'm never coming back here again. Promo code ham at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Code ham, manscape.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Manscaped. This story did not fly under the radar, but we have not talked about this. Vic Tafer of The Athletic reported the other day that the Raiders reached out to the Bears, John. In March, just before free agency, to see if they were interested in trading Khalil Mack back to the Raiders. He wrote The Bears had significant salary cap issues, which forced them to release Kyle Fuller and restructure several contracts. The Raiders thought it was worth a shot. However, Chicago was not interested in the trade, sources said. That's a bizarre one. Yeah, I mean, let's face Do it. Do over, no trade backs. You remember that when you would trade cards with somebody? Like, no trade backs.
1: Did they say no trade backs (laughs) when
0: they did the Khalil Mack deal? They must have.
1: I, I, I think their issue is it's been a disaster since they made the trade because it was a double whammy. They traded him. You can argue whether they had the cash on hand or not. Khalil knew his holdout turned out to be justified because he got $90 million. That was the going rate, right, once Aaron Donald signed. But then they used those picks. They sucked that year, right? They ended up trading Amari Cooper in the middle of the season. They ended up getting the fourth overall pick. They whiffed on that thing. And then they got two other draft picks. One, they got a good running back, one of the best players on their team, and, you know, one of the better players in the league. I think his question mark with Jacobs, right, is just, can he just play every week? He just gets banged up. But he's a really good player. And uh, I think Damon Arnett was the other guy who's not a starter anymore. So it just, it led to Cleveland Farrell because they got really, really shitty, Right. Once they make the trade, they were really bad that year. And Khalil's, I think, one of the best players in the league easily at that time. And it just hasn't worked out. They've had no pass rush. Their defense got worse and worse. When they had Khalil Mack the year they made the playoffs, he was the defensive player of the year and an all-pro at like multiple positions. (laughs) Their defense wasn't that great, but he was so remarkable that he could make up for it. So their mind of thinking or line of thinking – if you if you assume they have the money, which I think is very up for debate, that was like we can do way more with you know with the picks and with the cap space. Well, the cap they missed on all their free agents. Lamarcus Joyner was terrible. He leaves. He's like that. place was a disaster. And then the players that led them to get defensively have not worked at all. Like Josh J or Josh, not Josh, Jonathan Abram. Drop some LBs. Yeah, I mean, but he's he's been kind of a positionless overrated player, right? He's been a lot of hype, you know, the first round pick, but it's, he gives up way more plays than he makes. The first year, remember he missed the entire season after he did what he hangs his hat on, which is destroying people, but he also destroyed his labrum, right? That play week one, it was, that was the opening week. Uh, was that the Rams Monday night football? Maybe it was the next week. I don't even, I can't even remember. Maybe it was the Broncos, but it's just, it's been a disaster. And like you said, like, no tradebacks? Like, that's what that, you want to back? I mean, what are we doing? I mean, do you think it's been a
0: successful trade for the Bears?
1: Well, he's been one of their better players. Right. Their best player, really, the first two years. That that first year they got there, Fangio was there. They had one of the best defense. They made the playoffs, and they hosted a playoff I game. Know. That was the doink. What would the Raiders do to make the playoffs under Gruden? Anything. Would they have, Would they do the equivalent of a trade to get a player and give up picks to ensure that they host a playoff game without question. Yes. The bears did that. They, they so. did that.
0: But I also, I think it, it's been successful for them, but I also think it's, it's, they have not fully, it's, it's they're kind of wasting it now, right? It worked, but he's been, it's not for lack of his ability, but they're, they're at risk of wasting it as well. So it was a win for them. The value said it was a win for the Raiders. I would argue neither one of them has actually. I'm not going to say it's a lose lose because it hasn't been because they got Khalil Mack,
1: and they the Bears got lucky. But they have. I mean, l- last year they got lucky. They have made the playoffs two or three years. Right? There's no players have made it once in 20 years and zero times under Green even. Close. He's Khalil Mack is a preeminent pass rusher who's 30 years old. So they're,
0: I'm just saying they're at risk I, of not. He t- wasn't. He wasn't that good last year. So I mean, they're at risk contract. of having wasted it a little bit or a lot bit. Wasn't that good? Had nine sacks.
1: <laughs> but it just, I, I felt like he. No, I know. Quite I know. looked like he looked a good. Yeah. I know. He's, that just shows you he's an elite player. What would the Raiders have done for that version of Khalil Mack last year, right?
0: Jacob on YouTube says, not the Bears' fault. Not Mack's fault. The Bears' organization's a shit show. It was a good trade for the Bears.
1: Yeah, yeah Khalil, if you, don't if you were a, a he is, Khalil, like in defensive Khalil, like he didn't really get Belichick or Tomlin, you know, or Pete Carroll, right? <laughs> like it's just. You know, Jamal Adams shows up to the fucking Seattle, and all of a sudden they wins the division. He's in a playoff game, right? right. It's just yep. there is stuff out of your control as a player. You get drafted by the Raiders, then you end up with the, with the Bears, who, again, the Bears, we can nitpick them relative to the Raiders, right? They've, they play in January. Are we sure the Bears shouldn't have said, well, what are you offering? Their problem though is he's the, still their best player. So even if they get a first and a second, like what does that necessarily do for them besides cap? You yeah, know, I would have won.
0: I mean, what if I'd said,
1: hmm, "Give me Derek Carr." I tr- at the time,
0: give me Derek. Yeah, because this call would have happened probably in March, and a one. And now it's weird, right? Because you're the Raiders. You it's this scenario. I, it's hard to come up with something that works there because I think you could trade Derek for a one.
1: So, Derek, but then who's your quarterback? Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. I would imagine that would have been like, yeah, we'd think about doing the trade for Derek Carr. The irony is like Derek and Khalil were buddies and then they're getting traded for each other. And, and I would Khalil not do wanna that wanna deal if I were with the Raiders. Raiders. I would not trade Derek. Would for. Khalil, Khalil want to come back to the Raiders? No. <laughs> No chance.
0: No. Now you do that deal. See, it's hard to do because you would have, like you said, you would need Russell, but you'd probably need Derek in order to get Russell, or you you'd want Aaron. Aaron would have made. You could have done it if it was Aaron. You could have traded Derek for Mac and gotten Aaron Rodgers because you wouldn't have been sending a quarterback back to the Packers.
1: You are saying if you just did straight up Khalil Mac for Derek and Derek Carr? Yeah, like you'd be. Maybe you got to throw. Do you
0: which side has to throw something in, or does neither side throw anything in? Is that a player for player trade?
1: Well, it's weird because Khalil in a vacuum is the better player than Derek, but Derek's value is dramatically more just given that like they actually make close to the same amount of money, and one guy's a quarterback.
0: If both of them were available, who would get more back for their team?
1: I, I feel like what would the Washington football team have paid to get Derek? A one and one a two? One two twos yeah.
0: Or so?
3: Yeah.
1: So,
0: okay, so you I could mean, have done the deal as part of a Rodgers thing. Khalil,
1: Khalil went for two ones. And a pick swap really should have been a two ones or two. <laughs> That's the pick going swap. rate in his prime. He's a little older now. I couldn't give up two ones for a 30 year old Cleo Mac. Could I just give a one straight up for Cleo Mac? Yeah, probably. But even that, I, you, could. you know, I, I don't feel great. I, I like getting a little younger player,
0: but the Raiders were in a desperate situation for a guy like him. So you go player for player and then you do whatever it is you have to do for Rogers.
1: Yeah, but remember at the time, Rodgers, I don't think it told everyone that he hated Gutekinds and doesn't even feel like they hate each other anymore, so who knows.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good one.
1: You see Rodgers, I saw a clip went viral. He, uh, did you see like a couple weeks ago on Instagram, him and Randall Cobb were posting like, go get him, bring him back. And it was just pictures of Clay Matthews with the Packers. No. And then everyone's like, oh my God, here he goes again. He's going to demand Clay Matthews. Rodgers was on Pat McAfee. He's like, honestly... We were fucking me, Randall, and a couple other guys. We were drinking. It was an off day the next day. And we were like, fuck, we FaceTimed Clay. And then we were fucking around. And I put it on. He's like, I do think he was being somewhat genuine. He's like, I didn't quite realize. Just trying to like. The next day, my phone. Fo- <laughs> we were messing with Clay. Messing with Clay, yeah. It. Yeah, and then, because Randall had done it too. And then the next day, he's like, I wake up. and My phone was like, oh, you guys are. What is going on? That's funny. But I I think you'd also push back. It's like at this point, Aaron, anything you do, you have to realize like it's going to be taken seriously. But luckily that's a victimless crime right there. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, Sony Michelle, you mentioned him, got traded. Let's hit some NFL headlines. Uh, There was that. The Rams don't just have one injured running back. Now they have two. Daryl Henderson's got a bad busted thumb. Every injury from here on on the show is it's a bust at something.
1: Why well, I'd say an injury on the surface, you know, he walks off with the trainer, whatever. It might unless it's like immediately they announce broken thumb or torn, you know, broken ankle or whatever. But the moment you do this, you tell me everything I need to know. Like I, I if you just judge teams on their actions, like let's say Kyle Shanahan. Well, if Week One comes and Trey Lance gets twenty five snaps. And Jimmy gets twelve. Like he can say whatever he wants. Jimmy could start the game. Like we know who fucking he's going yeah. with, right? Like I, I judge you on actions, not what you say. You just traded for Sony Michelle. Like you tell me that your running back room is not ideal right now. Obviously, you lose Cam Akers, but I would imagine this thumb thing is not nothing. Slash, maybe you go. God, I don't know if we can just go all season with this guy as our guy, right? You did that. You make trades in the preseason desperation might be the wrong word but out of necessity whenever a trade is made when you see a corner just random names like the ravens traded like it's that's not happening randomly like any trade happens because that team does not feel good about that position 100 percent. it's just that simple and i think the rams let's face it i mean a fourth and a sixth a fourth round pick now he was a first-round pick, and he was a starter on a Super Bowl team. Now, granted, that's a couple years ago. Most of his career in Detroit, they had good passing teams, right? They had Calvin Forever. They got Golden Tate. They had Marvin Jones. They had one another dude, I think Cal guy. Like they've ha- they've been productive throwing the ball. I since you and I have been doing DraftKings stuff, I've taken a lot of Lions receivers. They always have a guy or two like can get you you know, seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Like, they, he's never really had a good running game. Part of it was like, oh, he's coming to McVay. They're going to pound the ball. He'll be able to throw for 38 touchdowns because of it. Now, all of a sudden, like, are they going to be a little more desperate than you think running the football?
0: Yeah, but the question is, do they, how much, do they need, quote-unquote, great running backs? We'll see. I mean, you know. When they were the
1: best, when they were at their best, they had an elite running back. Yeah. But th- when the Niners have been at their best – like, Mozart kind of became a big boy player yeah. for a, for like an eight-game stretch. Like he right, was but unreal. that's the point.
0: Is like the, It it wasn't a Todd Gurley, and it hasn't been, you're getting 16 games out of this guy, the Niners.
1: But I think he, Mozart's a good example. We have to agree that he's a question mark because he can't stay on the field. When he's healthy and on the field, he's a fucking
0: Well, player. he is, but my right? point is the Niners still run the ball very effectively without him.
1: Yeah, I mean they have expensive offensive linemen and George Kittle. Like they, they, pro, you know, they have a better offensive line in the run game, I would say, than the Rams. And they have a dominant blocking tight end and a fucking highest paid fullback in the league history. Like they got a couple things going for them that just the Rams don't have. They also, right? with Jimmy, I don't have little, as much he, of a threat to throw as Matthew Stafford is. No, that's where uh, Trey area comes
0: yeah. in. No, it's and the coach. I mean, it's no. You're right. It's, I I didn't realize. Did you see there was like a hiccup in that trade? They had traded a compen. Uh, uh, they had traded a fourth round pick that was contingent on them getting a comp pick, and apparently, you're not allowed to do that. No, I didn't a conditional comp I a, pick, basically.
1: I had a buddy who works for the Eagles tell me after their joint practices, he's like, "God damn, the Patriots running back room is stacked." He's like, they, "They must have like a couple guys I didn't even really have never heard of." beside they had Damian Harris. They got these two other kind of no name guys. And Sony was like the fourth or fifth string guy. So part of the preseason is all your scouts. Whenever it's like, Hey, we need a, we need to look at corners and linebackers. Well, you go around the league and you go, well, what teams have the most depth of those positions? You rank them. And then you get together with your GM and your pro guy. And then your GM kind of works magic. Right? So I bet they looked around the league Who's the deepest running back rooms, and then let's sniff around the running backs we would want. Well, they go. Well, we had a huge grade on this guy. It's crazy. Sony Michelle went in front of Nick Chubb. <laughs> they were on the same team yeah. in college, and he was awesome. But now, but Nick wasn't Chubb's Nick coming? Did Nick have an ACL? I think the previous year. Yeah, I think he was healthy coming out their their senior year. They were both healthy.
0: Uh, John, apparently, Maybe a little, little uh, fantasy advice. Uh, apparently. This, uh, this guy, DeMondre, their fourth round, Ramondre, I'm sorry, Stevenson, the Patriots' fourth round receiver. Uh, I can't talk. Ramondre Stevenson, fourth round pick out of Oklahoma, was taking all the snaps with the number twos on Wednesday. So maybe they really like this running back they drafted out of Oklahoma in the fourth round. I think they like,
1: I think they like their crew. <laughs> I think their style is going to be pound the ball, play D, and do sh- sweet shit on special teams. <clears throat> that's Belichick and Mac and cheese. Me, man, have changed that nickname.
0: He goes six and one.
1: You know, what's funny is, is listening to Feldman talk with Rusillo. It wasn't a guarantee in like sec country that bright now might've been aided by Corona. I don't know, but Bryce love was like in the mix last year going into camp because he was an enormous recruit Got into school early. Like Mac Jones was not a lock star. Bryce Young, I think Bryce for Young. like Bryce Young. What do I call him? Bryce Love. Bryce Love. Bryce Young. In the uh, I think in like the SEC kind of bubble of that. I mean, it's not a bubble. It's a but he had played well the year before when Tua got hurt, right? No, I know, but I just think like Mac was still kind of fighting for his career, and then boom, he's the 15th pick in the draft. Now he's starting in the NFL. Never. Like it's, th- there had to be people in Alabama who like listen. I love Mac. He's awesome. If At this time last year, if I would have said, like, this guy is going to lead you guys to a natty, be unreal, and he's going to get drafted 15th overall, and he might start week one. Like, Stark might have been like, yeah, that's probably a stretch. Yeah, Right?
0: Imagine being one of the guys at, like, East Carolina. East Carolina, I think that's where Gardner Minshew was. When you, like, you had a meeting and you had the coaches meeting, like, guys, uh, I just talked to Gardner. He decided he's going to transfer to Alabama and become an assistant coach for Saban. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, good for him not going to miss him or some shit like that. And then he's like, "Oh, actually Gardner's going to Washington State." "Oh, actually Gardner's thrown 37 NFL touchdowns." Those guys have to be mind blown.
1: Well, it's like you don't shake at a school like that, you don't shake that, right? Remember NC State when they told Russell's like, "Baseball or nothing or we're just going with Glennon." And then like 2 years later, it was like, "Uh, that was the dumbest thing we've ever seen." And and Glennon got drafted in the 3rd round. He was a legitimate NFL guy. Now, he's not a good NFL player, but in their mind, they probably didn't think it was that correct. Like, there had to be people at him in that room like, Let Russell go! We'll go with Mike! That didn't work out well. Yeah, they went, you better be right when you make de- transcendent decisions like that at your point. Here's the other thing. Like You're right. Mike Glennon,
0: good player. Maybe it wouldn't have mattered. They went like, so he takes over for Russ. They go 8-5 and five that year.
1: And he, at Wisconsin, led them to the Rose Bowl, Yeah, right?
0: Now, Wisconsin's probably just a better football team, but still.
1: They are. It's hard to shake. He goes to Wisconsin, leads them the Rose Bowl. <clears throat> now, he ended up going in the third round. It's not like he was a top 10 pick. I would say in 2021, where does Russell go? Lock first round, right? Character. People loved him. He was physically really gifted. Played in a pro-style offense. Yeah. How would he not go in the first round? A lot's changed in a decade. Now it worked out for him, but.
0: Also easy to say, knowing what we know now, like what were his.
1: Well, a huge, a famous story was that people didn't think he was obviously going to be six feet tall. I mean, back then not being six feet tall as a quarterback was unheard of. He measured in at like, I think he hit 5'11 perfectly, or they, they announced 5'11 at his pro day, you know, on where he stands up against the wall. Every scout cheered. There's like a standing ovation when they're like, five, one, one, oh, and it was like a standing ovation. Because <laughs> in the scouting community, those guys, they all had, I would imagine, most of those individuals had enormous grades on them, right? And this you go to the coach, you go, listen, I, I'd i fucking take this guy at like the end of the first round. And they look at you like you have two heads. They're like, well, he's 5'10 and a half. He went, and they were just so proud that he could say 5'11". He went from
0: 58%, 28 touchdowns, 14 picks at North Carolina State as a junior, 73%. An uptick of 15% in his completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, and only four interceptions.
2: At Wisconsin? At Wisconsin. And his
0: yards per attempt went up by four yards.
2: Yards went down. Yeah. So-
1: it's one of the rare, because I, listen, I, I, I'm numb to it's the wrong word, but I don't take, like, whenever, like, when you just give me the example of the transfer guy, it transfers to me, when you come from, like, wait, you're at Boston College, you come to Oregon, right? I, I understand, like, a field, Georgia, Ohio State, like a big boy guy, even JT Daniels, but when little school guys end up at a bigger school, and it, maybe it's not fair on my part, I just don't take that guy as seriously, And I think it's rare that the guy goes smaller school to bigger school and then excels, right? Because Wisconsin obviously is a much, you know, on the national level, a higher thought of program than NC State. Right. And he went there – because if he went to Wisconsin, like, think how many – now the transfer rules might have been a little different, but, like, if everyone in the country knew how good Russell Wilson was – wouldn't like a majority of teams open their doors for the guy for one Absolutely. year? Absolutely. Because I remember the ESPN did this behind the scenes thing, and like Bielamo was so happy to get him. Like it was a big deal. Like they went after him hard. Like they get credit for that, in my opinion. But he was a good player at North Carolina State. Well, exactly. Like that's the guy you say at Boston College, like Anthony was that Brown. Where he's from? Yeah.
0: Like like Boston. He, here's the other thing. Like Boston, like, if I'm going to look at Joe Moorhead, the offensive coordinator at Oregon, and how he's viewed as an offensive coach versus. Boston College historically, I, I mean Matt Ryan. I since then, what do they do offensively? Who do they have? Around? Yeah, and who
1: knows? Maybe Moorhead knew him coming out of high school and liked him. Right? Who knows? Maybe one of his coaches did, and they had a connection. So it's, it's probably unfair of me to think like that, but I just naturally do. Uh, okay, AJ Green.
0: Any interest in that, or do you want him?
1: Well, I just think that they're. Lewis has been hyping him up and blowing. Nate Brilson
0: called him comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah, it's like every year, a couple AJ Greens, everyone's blowing. Like, let's. I, I'm, I'm Give me a break. I, I think the Cardinals, my my take right now, I think the Cardinals win six games. I think they turn out to be a disaster. I think
0: they got a problem on their hands with Kyler, potentially. I think
1: they got a major problem. And they got a couple guys that. Even
0: Steve Young said something the other day, didn't he? Yeah,
1: he's like, you know, I had a veteran player tell me that he needs to grow up on and off the field. I'm just. I'm just out on their operation. I think they're screwed. Uh,
0: he play- Here's the thing about comeback, John. He played it'd be one thing if he was coming off the nine 2018 played nine games, 46 catches. Misses 19. But he, all- he played last year, 14 game- 16 games. had 47 catches, right? It's not like he's coming T- off the injury season in fairness to him I know, I mean, but he but Burrow got Okay hurt. but did he lead them in catches? I doubt it.
1: I mean they the Boyd guy probably in the, had the, more. catches might have had 60 catches or 70, you know. Um uh, Where's my receptions? Tyler
0: Boyd had 79 catches. T Higgins had 67 catches.
1: Yeah, he has many he catches as Gio it. Bernard. Yeah, I'm 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 out on it. He had 80.
0: 7 more catches than Drew Sample. So, my point is, like, we talk about a comeback. Like, he came back last year. That was his comeback.
1: Year. Yeah. why well, had a wide receiver coach tell me if his name was A.J. Haberman, right? If it, it, he was not A.J. Green and just a random veteran guy, they thought he would have been potentially, like, out of the league. Like, his tape was that terrible. He looked awful. But I've seen other people say the opposite. Like, he looked really good. So, it's just, it's agenda-driven. I mean, my, my guy didn't care. Also, right? I he think he some of these guys, guy, it's fucking... just
0: a name. You watch a camp. You make some plays in camp. That's different than a...
1: One hundred percent. I'm just. I I think they're off. I think they're going to be bad. I do too. I I
0: this Kyler thing could be bubbling. Uh, Daniel says AJ Green had like a hundred target targets. He had a historically inefficient season. You're, that's a uh, a good call. He had a hundred and four targets and forty seven catches. Now, quarterback still, but other guys were. He's six. He's like six four. Tyler Higgins. I mean, he's uh, T Higgins had a hundred eight targets. Twenty more catches, so same amount of targets. Twenty more catches. Tyler Boyd had six more targets and thirty more catches, thirty-two more catches.
1: Not everything's probably way over his head. Um, John
0: SleepNumber.com/slash/ham. Before we get to our big Week Three preseason season season preview, our friends at SleepNumber.com/slash/ham. SleepNumber.com/slash/ham. You got a better night's sleep.
1: Yeah, I, I got one. I have a fantastic night's sleep last night on my sleep number bed. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Here's a way to get good night's sleep. Keep your room cold. Turn your phone off. Do not have your phone right in front of your eyes. And uh, and yeah, you know, drink some water before you go to bed. Get hydrated. Is that something you're supposed to do? I don't even know, but I do. Uh, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Consistency too, right? Yeah. Good
0: sleep increases energy. Increases focus, increases mood, increases memory, increases problem solving, increases creativity. It helps your body recover faster. All these guys wearing their wristbands, why? They need sleep recovery. It tells them how much sleep they need. All the golfers, right? Decreases anxiety. You want seven to nine hours. Folks, you're going to need it to get ready for this football season. So right now, discover proven quality sleep. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get your Sleep IQ technology. Get locked in for football season. Why not? Check it out at Sleep Number stores at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Do it. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Okay.
2: Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast,
0: Okay, so how do you want to – what do you got? How many snaps of the well, preseason? Well, you,
3: you,
1: you will not, non-Raider Niner game, watch live 40 snaps. 40s. Excuse me. For, 40s high. I was going to say 20. Okay. So I'm going to pull up this – And it doesn't count, like, if your TV's on, you're, like, walking around. I'm saying sitting there and watching All the right. game. Zero chance. Because I – because I haven't, you have, no one has. You, you just, you haven't been watching these games. I haven't been watching, nobody's been watching these games. Can I find 20 snaps? I got the preseason schedule now in front of me. Have you had a weekend yet, non-Niner game, where you watched 20 snaps? Not NFL.com. Like oh sitting yeah, down and watching I think game. so.
0: I mean, I watched the the morning, the, uh, last Sunday, the Browns game. I, that was an easy eight, eight snaps. So that, plus I'd watched... I watched. I can remember specifically three Panther snaps. Um, Friday night, I watched some. I watched some Raiders. So it was probably around twenty. Twenty is a good number. Twenty is a good number by you. So can we find? Can we
1: find twenty snaps? Here we go. Will you watch, Will you watch more snaps of these random preseason games, non Niners Raiders, or more pitches in the A's game on Channel Seven Twenty One on Comcast? Who are they playing? It doesn't matter. I don't know. That's a tight one. Depends. (laughs) Okay.
0: Depends. I I, I might end up watching five innings. I don't. I can't. That's random. I do think they play
1: the Yankees next week. That's an easy watch. All
0: right. I'm going to go day by day here. There's three days of games, and I'm just going to add it. We'll go. We'll make it easy. How many snaps each day? So we start off on Friday, John. Friday night. We got Colts-Lions. We got Eagles-Jets. We got Steelers-Panthers. And we got Vikings, Chiefs. Of those four games, one is on NFL Network, which means I'd have to make the effort to go to Game Pass for one of those other three. Uh, is Wentz playing this week?
1: I would highly doubt it. Okay, Easton intrigued me. If he me. was, I would, I would, I would check it out like you. Uh, let's see, Easton. I could see myself. The other day, I said Easton
0: Ellinger, these guys stink, and someone's like, actually, Easton's been okay, so that could intrigue me. Eagles, Jets, I do like to check in on Zach Wilson, but so far, the first two weeks of the season, I've done that on NFL.com. Panthers, Steelers, I gave the Panthers my time last week. I'm not doing that again. Vikings, Chiefs, this is on NFL Network. Jake Browning could get some snaps. Chiefs, no reason to watch them. I'm going to give this day... You just said Jake Browning. Is gonna, this day is going to... This Friday from me will get... Ooh, Colts are at four. That's actually better on a Friday. So this day, I'm going to allot probably uh, five snaps to Friday between wanting to see a little Jets and wanting to see a little Colts. Okay, I got got 16 snaps to go to hit the over. Now we're on to Saturday. We got Packers at Bills. We got Ravens at WFT. We got Bears at Tennessee. No interest there. We got Arizona at New Orleans. No thank you. We got Tampa at Houston. Uh, that's a hell no. We got Rams at Denver. Nah. We got Chargers at Seattle on NFL Network. Nah. Um, three of these games are on NFL Network. Josh Allen's going to get a few snaps for the Bills. So th- Jordan Love starting. Yeah, Jordan, so that game, just by nature of being 10 a.m. on a Saturday on NFL Network, I'm going to – that's an – e. I would say that's an easy uh, – I'm gonna try not. I'm, I don't. I could go like 20 snaps, but I'm not gonna do that because I'm. I'm trying to be realistic here. Um, you know, you could get a couple commercials and I'm out. So I'm gonna allot like uh, nine
1: snaps to that game. Well, well uh, if I if I had to reverse back to Friday, yeah. non Mahomes snaps for the Chiefs, I think you'll be at zero.
0: No, no, I gave zero snaps to the Chiefs even with Mahomes. I'm not watching any of that game.
1: No. I know, but it, it might I could see it being on your television. I'm just not even That's counting true. that. Those other three games where you, I don't think you'll watch one fucking snap, not one. I feel pretty confident okay. About
0: Again, that. I gave it six. I'm
1: interested. I've been watching. Yeah, I, I would go at zero jets highlights.
0: So, uh, and I said highlights do not. Count. Next up, uh, so we're not ten. Packers. Look, John. I could easily say over on Packers Bills just because it's 10 a.m. Saturday, but I'm probably not going to get 20 snaps. Can be like
1: 35 minutes. But it'd be pretty easy to get. That You're right. It's the Saturday 10 a.m. kickoff. It is easy to get 30 minutes of the game as a consumer, right? You just sit there, it's on. If Josh Allen's playing and Jordan Love, you're like, I'll watch it. It'd be series. a little easier at like that, 9
0: a.m. for me, but.
1: Again. You'll just turn it off. I, I don't know you're watching no, habits. But, I just know I know humans, and I know you're not watching this shit. We're not asking for that. Again,
0: because I'm not Bill, alone. But to me, yeah. I could easily watch 25 Jets. I'm jets, oh, sorry, uh, Bills. Packer snaps, but
1: I'm not. That's what I'm saying. But I'm, I, I do think that that'd be plausible. You're sitting on your yes, couch. You're having a cup of but coffee. But I'm going to play there conservative
0: here for the purpose of this exercise. I'm going to
1: say that I only watched 10 of those snaps. So now I'm up
0: to like yeah. 15.
1: And I think non Mahomes, that would be the start of your watching would be Saturday morning. I, 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 watching Mahomes in the preseason, I, even if he's I, I'm not watching that. I was watching the other day, though, when he played the Cardinal. It was pretty sweet. They were yeah, trying to score. I'm, again, I'm just I'm not watching that. I know what that looks like.
0: Sunday, Jacksonville at Dallas, 10 a.m. NFL Network. There's
1: no chance I won't. NFL Network,
0: 10 a.m. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm just walk out in the living room, turn the TV on. So there's a chance you watch a little of that. Miami, Cincy, CBS at one. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have two TVs on. The Niners, Raiders are also at one. Patriots, Giants that night. No, uh, Browns, Falcons. While we're doing the podcast that night's on NBC. So. Little Josh Rosen. John, I'm going over. Not by much. I think this was... A, you You really made me think on this. But to me, Jags-Dallas at 10 a.m., like, I, of course I'm going to watch a little bit of that. So I'm going to be over 20 snaps, but I don't think by much. That was yes. compelling stuff there.
1: <laughs> you, can you admit the preseason fucking terrible?
0: Of course.
2: Well, we don't need to sell I've not been arguing. I'm not agree. arguing
1: with you about yeah. it. But
0: it's a lot of content. I watch a sliver of it, but I do watch a sliver of it.
1: (laughs) Sliver would be how many up to this point non-Niner game live snaps have you truly just sat there and kind of taken in, honestly?
0: On Browns on Sunday morning, I watched. I watched probably like it was on for a while but i watched probably like 15 snaps more interested in joe thomas it was bad
1: i tried to watch
0: i got about two snaps in i'm like this but then they're like oh look joe thomas was joe thomas is interesting so i watched some of that i told you i watched three four three or four panther snaps the other night uh sam yes some darnold they got in the red zone some hall of fame game
1: not a lot john not a lot
0: my argument is not
1: that I'm going to watch a lot.
0: That's
2: not my no, argument. I know.
1: I, I think one thing I think we have done a great job of separating over the years is a lot of people on Sports Talk Radio talk about sports that you can pay them to watch. No, you so literally have to pay them we don't to watch. And we don't like. Yeah, you, and even when you pay them to watch, they don't have the time. Like we just talk about what we like to talk That's about. That's right. And I just, I do feel it's, it's a little fake when we do, not, it's fun. There's only three. Hopefully, we go to two fast. It's but just, to me, what know, it's about, like if we're game. having, a,
0: like to me, what it's about is just like, just like let's
1: you know, let's go we're
0: trying to kick ourselves we, in the ass a little bit.
1: I know, but we're jo- we're doing it, but we're not going to watch it. So who are we kicking in the ass? Well, That happens you know?
0: with college football all the time. It happened last year. They're like, oh, we got a game. It's Jacksonville
1: State, and FAU, or something like. But but, but we've never faked pretending to give a fuck about D one AA playoffs no. or these shitty we, games. Even you and I have talked about specifically off air. As Fresno State lovers, like when the Mountain West game, or like a Fresno that type game, will be on TV on like a Friday night, it'd be like, I felt this was cooler a decade ago.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, bigger, big, big. We don't, we don't big pretend. Timer.
1: That's I think that's what we hang. We don't pretend. But I'll tell you
0: what's going to happen. It's like right now. What I was going to tell you, thur- next Thursday, Ohio State plays Minnesota on Fox Thursday. There's Thursday night football next week. Ohio State Fox.
1: But that's a real game. I, yeah, right? yeah,
0: I'm not saying that one's easy. Sunday night is Notre Dame Florida State on ABC. Herb Street. Okay. Here's the one that I think might feel better than Monday Night Football a week from Monday, Louisville, Ole Miss. I told you that one, like all right, but am I really locking in on that game? Now, if it's the fourth no, quarter it's, and it's, it's close, different story.
1: It'll be on your TV, and the, I, I'd say that game specifically it always has that kind of feel, like that type yeah. team. It'll, it can be like a, you know Cincinnati versus North Carolina, like unpaid, and then you'll start. It won't be as good. You know, we don't do like an SEC show type deal. I don't have to fake pretending like I'm in. i lane. I'll watch. But if the game sucks, like I'll just go do my own shit. Right. But that's how I treat kind of college football, even on like a Saturday. Yeah, there's some games on, you gotta I'm watch, in. and yeah,
0: the rest of it is just it's good. That it's and and some you it's there come you need
1: to, it. like I'm not, I'm not watching something, and then you'll just see on social media like you got to get over to this Wisconsin Penn State game. Right. right. That's part of not having a college team. For Saturday like I'm I'm kind of a college football whore like I'm just in on what's cool so if like some games historic tight or like that's that's everybody uh, on earth John I don't watch stuff that's not cool on purpose it's bad no but I I do think a lot of like you know people that are listening to this that went to Arizona State or went to for sure you know Texas A&M or you don't miss your squad like I don't have that like last year I don't care about Florida but by like the second week I see all these people like you got to check out this tight end guy and eventually, like by that happens a lot with prospects on the teams, right. right? And then you know by week four or five, that's where we'll end up being like, God damn, look at that, that guy at Washington. How about that running back? Is he going to be the number one running back in the country? Yeah, that's what I, that's how I gravitate
0: in. I think that's what a casual fan is. Now you're just a hardcore yeah. casual fan, not casual, hardcore.
1: And I am I am casual. Like I do find like. If Tua, if Miami's on TV and just Tua's like, I will. It's like, okay. okay, let's see what this guy looks like a little bit.
0: And to me, that's part of the preseason is I just want to see, like, what does Sam Donald look like as a Panther? I
1: don't need an hour of that. But, but I but but I think the preseason more than ever before, so many coaches now in the league don't give it any respect, the actual game. So you turn it on, and it's like Matt Barkley versus Josh Rosen. It's like the, the, the coaches are telling me they don't give a shit. As a consumer, I'm out. That's where I, if everyone treated the game, see, like I think I watch week, as watching, little of
0: the preseason as that's the same number of the same amount of preseason I ever watched before.
1: See, but like I was on my couch on, on Monday night football when they played it on Friday and it was Kyler versus Mahomes. And for like three series, the game felt real. Yeah. Mahomes is trying his ass off, running around. It was like, I'm in. Yeah. I don't have to fake that. But the moment he comes out, I'm out. See, Mahomes, see, it's funny, think, we're different because Mahomes think that's doesn't how, do anything. I think that's how most Mahomes people, doesn't do
0: anything for me in but, the preseason. Because I know what it is. It's great. Like I want to see the stuff I haven't seen
1: before. I know, but he's fun. Like well, I watch I, the NFL for Mahomes, not for fucking Ryan
0: Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm saying I don't watch the preseason for Ryan Tannehill or the regular season for Ryan Tannehill. I watch the preseason for Sam Darnold in Carolina. What does the quarterback look like that's backing up Andy Dalton in Chicago? Trevor Lawrence. Like that game of the other night, I watched as much as Trevor Lawrence played. Because that that was interesting to me. That's what the preseason is for me. Like new
1: faces, new yeah. Places. Rookie quarterback, rookie quarterbacks are cool. Rookie highly drafted quarterbacks are cool. You know, one like that's I'm not sitting Bears around on the Eagles going like, over? "What are they going
0: to throw to Devonte Smith?" But if when no, Devontae's I'm, in the game, like I'm watching the Eagles until Devontae's done playing because I want to see if he does something.
1: Yeah, like in the Bears game, like Justin Fields starts, so that's on NFL Network. Like I'll peek at that. Yeah, but it takes it takes to me star quarterbacks to get me involved. I'm not watching for the first round nose tackles. All yeah. due respect. But you're not. But as we said, you, me, as most people aren't watching, right? <laughs> yeah. I, no one really no. is. <laughs>
0: but there is still stuff that kind of interests me. It's just I might be more interested in finding it in a four minute highlight or just searching Twitter <laughs> yeah. and being like Devonte Smith. What do you do? This has never been about me trying to convince anybody to watch the preseason.
1: No, I know. I just I hang my hat on talking shit, I can't pivot. (laughs) Cause but it's true. Like I I do find it very I I, I swear though, I'm with you, Mahone. Like I don't need it felt like because their first drive, they went like eighty and they went for it on fourth down and they missed. And 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 even Lewis was like, you know, he had said he probably might just go one drive, and you could tell they wanted a touchdown, so they fucking brought Mahomes back in. Like, they got the itch. They're like, we ain't fucking coming out of this I love, game. See, I, it pisses me off when you, when you watch really the preseason, trying. and it's like, ah, fourth and one at the 50. Here comes the punter. Like, why? Why, well, fundamentally, I would never punt. If if my real, like, I would save the punting for, like, the later quarters. But, but I guess you I do have to do like, special teams, I, guys. Like, can we get some punt protection, please? Because if we get, a, we get blocked week one, like...
0: I get a bunch of shit. Nobody says the coach didn't let him punt in the no. preseason. All right. Well, once we've reached the point of preseason punting philosophies, I think we've reached the end of the show today.
1: <laughs>
0: Adios. All right, everybody. Weekend. Thanks for hanging with us. Check out the mailbag coming up next, and we'll be live on the tube on Sunday.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.